0: This is one of my favorite feast days in the Catholic Church because I would not be a priest if I never encountered Jesus in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And this is also a special year because it's the year of Joseph. Pope Francis has has declared this the year of Joseph from December 8th of 2020 until 2021, December 8th. So this is like probably the only time in my priesthood where I'll ever be able to preach on this particular solemnity, this feast day, but also with it being the year of St. Joseph. So that's like on me, right? So, what I'd like to do is just call upon the Holy Spirit and pray so we can understand the gift that is before us in this holy mass. So, if you please pray, Come Holy Spirit, with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit upon everybody here. And please give me the words that will convert hearts today. Please open the ears, the eyes, the hearts, the minds of everyone gathered here. Help us, Holy Spirit, to come to know and believe in the true presence of the Eucharist In St. Joseph, head of the Holy Family, Spouse of Mary and foster father of Jesus, please pray for us and protect us that we may be converted and transformed in this mass. For this is the most important and holy thing we will do all week. We make all these prayers in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This past week, I was able to go to the diocesan office, which is also known as the curia, which means the heart, right? And as I go there, um, I go there for a program called Shepherd School, and it's where we learn how to be pastors. We learn how to be priests. And as we go there, um, each time we're learning about different people that work at the diocese and how they can help us at the curia of the diocese. That can help us so when we have to do the hard things, like when we have to hire and fire Um, How do we deal with when we did something we shouldn't have done? Who is human resources there for? What do we do when there's conflict, right? Um, But when I was there, there was a priest there that you all will begin to know very shortly, and his name is Father Kyle. He'll be your new pastor, and he came up to me, and he said, hey, your birthday's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? And I said, yes, yes it is. And he said, well, how old are you going to be? Because he's younger than me. And I said, well, I'm turning 35, so... Um, On Wednesday will be my birthday. And as uh, I spoke with him, he wished me happy birthday. But I just began to take that uh, little prompting from Father Kyle and just pray about some of the the memories of my birthdays. And one thing I hold dear in my heart, and so do my siblings. I'm the youngest of four. I have two brothers and a sister. Uh, One thing my dad always did in our birthdays is he had a special day for us. And it was a day where he would take off of work, during lunch period, have an extended lunch period, which he rarely ever did. But he only did it on our birthdays. And he would uh, take us to one of our favorite restaurants. And then sometimes he would take us out to go get um, something to buy, go shopping for something. Um, And I was reflecting on on, on my birthday uh, these past few days in light of our gospel reading today. uh, By the way, my birthday is June 9th. Um, I live at 800 Elmwood Avenue, (laughs) Oshkosh, Wisconsin, 54901. So if you want to send me a card, you're more than welcome to. Anyways, as I was reflecting on these things, one in particular stood out to me when my dad took me out. And I just just loved that one-on-one time with dad, just really enjoyed that time. Uh, But one time he took me out and we went to a sporting goods store. And he asked, what did I want? And I said I wanted baseball gloves, batting gloves, right? Uh, So playing baseball, because I thought that if I got batting gloves, then I'd be a better hitter and then I'd be happy. But there's there's a lie there, right? There's a a lie that if I get these things or I do this one thing, then I'll be happy. What is that one thing or even many things for you that you believe in that will make you happy? That you think will make you happy, but you deep down know it's not going to make you happy. What do you always think is going to make you happy? Whether it's cell phones or cars or money or, you know, approval from other people, grades. What do you believe that one thing is that will make you happy? In our gospel today, we hear about the, the consummation of Jesus' mission on earth. And he comes to prepare. He's preparing a feast for his disciples. It's the it's feast of Passover. And he, in the first half of the gospel, it's all about the preparations, all about the importance of this special day with the apostles. But not just for the apostles, because Jesus is God, he's eternal. It's also a special day for you and I. And that happens every single mass on this altar. And I want you just to imagine... That you're with Jesus. You're with Jesus at the Last Supper. And he's just looking at you, eye to eye, heart to heart. And I want you just to think of him having a piece of bread in his hand. And he says, Take it. This is my body. And then he takes a cup or a chalice filled with wine and he says, This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. I don't know what goes through your mind or your heart or your emotions when you think of that. But just pause for a second and think of the the God who you are with. This is... The God of the universe. This is the second person of the Trinity. This is the same God who performed many miracles while he was on earth. And he wants a special day with you. He, his first miracle was changing water into wine at a wedding, right? This is the same God who walked on water. same God who blind people became able to see through his prayer. The same God who allowed deaf people to hear. Mute people to speak. Lame people to walk. Some people were lame for 38 years People had hemorrhages, and he healed them. The same God who is in the boat with the apostles, when things are going crazy, the waves are pushing him around, and He just said, "Quiet, be still," and He calmed it. The same God who rose from the dead, and He looks at you and He says, "Take it, this bread. Take it. This is My body," and with the chalice, with the wine. He says, this is the blood of my covenant, which will be shed for many. Just a quick question. Do you believe that God could do that? Could Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, could he change bread into his body? And could he change wine into his blood? But if you keep believing in these lies, that there's things that will, you know won't make you happy, but you believe it, what Jesus wants to do is he wants to exchange his body for your body and his blood for your blood. This is called a covenant. And what is a covenant? Like What is, what is that? What does Jesus really want from us? Because he didn't come in here just to be a, come to earth to just be a good person. He came to transform everything he touches. Everything. A covenant is different than a contract. I think a lot of us think of our relationship with God, even if we believe it could be possible, which it is, but if we believe it's a a contract, so it's it's like God is like a divine vending machine. When I really need him, um, I'll I'll, I'll take a few prayers for my sister-in-law, a few prayers for the president, and a few prayers for people who are suffering. I put my little thing in, and then I stop praying. I I just pray for the vending machine, God, to take care of me. That's a contract. A covenant is is an exchange of persons where one person sacrifices their body for the other. And when you enter into covenant with Jesus, then you're called to go lay down your life for other people. And you need the Holy Spirit to do that. You need the body and blood of Jesus to do that. You need the strength. Because let's just be honest, people are hard to love sometimes. But when we know how much He loves us, again, that transforms everything. And as you're at this you know, Last Supper, and as you're imagining, you know, this bread becoming his body and this, this wine becoming his blood, I want you just to also imagine as he's asking you to enter into covenant with him every single day, I want you just to imagine how he looks at you or how he gazes upon you. Scripture says that God delights in his people. It says that You are the light of his eyes. Scripture says that you are the apple of his eyes. So that means when Jesus is doing this, he's excited to be with just you on this special day. He's excited to be with you and to give his body for you because he loves you. He wants you to know that you are so loved that whatever that one thing is, or those many things are that you think will make you happy, he's saying this will truly make you happy. And you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid anymore. Because what does Scripture say? Scripture says that perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. So that means Jesus, who is God, who is perfect love, Will take away all your fears. And this is what he's willing to exchange with you fear for faith, right? And our hearts are made for that love. Nothing else will make us happy besides the love of Jesus. No thing, not one thing. You can go as long as you want. And you can say, What about my family? What about this? What about money? What about prestige? Nothing will make you truly happy except for the love of Jesus. Nothing. So we have to be honest and we have to place at every single Mass those things that hold us back on this altar. And we have to ask the Lord to transform them as he asks us to enter into covenant. But maybe covenant doesn't really do it for you. Maybe you're thinking like, well, whatever, like, that's fine. Well, maybe a better word would be marriage. When I learned about this thing about the Mass, that the Mass is a wedding, it blew my mind. It wasn't a mistake that Jesus, the God of the universe, performed his first miracle at a wedding. It was not a mistake. Everything was intentional. Everything was done with deep, deep love. So he changes water into wine as they run out of wine at a wedding feast. Because that's what God's wanted for all eternity. He's wanted to be one with his people. He's wanted to be wedded to his people And that water changing into wine is a sign that Jesus wants you to be drunk on his love. He wants to be totally fixated on his love to know that all this stuff on the earth that won't make me happy, I'm called to be totally drunk on his love. And we look at the importance of marriages. We look at the first marriage and we go back to Adam and Eve. And and that's when the fall happened. And we saw the break, the fall happen. But that also means... Restoration, rejuvenation, truth, peace, perfect love, mercy would come through a marriage, which is signified by the holy family, the marriage between Mary and Joseph. And I guarantee you in this year of Joseph, Joseph wants you to know what I'm going to tell you right now. This is going to get intense. Because this is the, the, the power of the mass. One thing you'll hear Father you'll hear Father Kyle say. When he becomes your pastor, he's going to say, the Mass is for the mature. So we're going to have to mature up here for a second. When you're at Mass, the priest stands in the person of Christ. So I give Jesus permission to work through me. And we're at the Last Supper. We're at Calvary. What's happening is the priest is proposing to each of you to go into covenant, to go into marriage with Jesus as he gets down on one knee. So pay attention to that at Mass today. But notice how the priest doesn't get down on one knee one time, not two times, but three times. Again, why three? Well, he does it three times because anything done in threes means perfection. We know that perfect love casts out all fear. So what do we think about in threes at Mass? Well, holy, 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 Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lamb of God, Lamb of God, Lamb of God. Even Jesus talking to Peter and saying, Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Do you love me? So as I call down the Holy Spirit on on the bread and the wine, and as I speak the words of institution, the bread changes into the body and blood of Jesus. The wine changes into his blood. Because could God do that? The God who created the earth, the universes. He walked on water. Yeah, I think he could do that. And as you come down the aisle, you are the bride. And what awaits you is the groom in the Eucharist. And when the deacon or the priest says the body of Christ and you say amen, what you're truly saying is, I do. You're saying, I do. Maybe you weren't ready to hear that. Maybe you weren't, prepared as the first half of our gospel is all about the preparations to hear that you know even this this week did you take time to look at the readings Did you take time to pray over the scriptures did you call a precinct and ask to go to confession to have your soul cleansed to receive the body and blood of jesus which is a requisite of catholics in order to receive the eucharist we have to be in a state of grace in order to receive a sacrament We have to be in a state of grace. And it's often when couples get married, they go to confession. One by one, of course. But they go to confession and they cleanse their souls so they can enter into covenant with each other so they can lay their lives down for each other to bring restoration, to bring peace. Because they love the person so much that they're marrying, but they want little ones around. Little versions of their husband or their wife around because they love them so much. And that's what Christ wants in you and me. He wants little Jesuses around. And that's why at this particular Mass, after Mass, we're going to take Jesus, the consecrated host, his body, and go around the block and do a procession. Because we believe. And maybe it takes a lot of faith, but we believe we walk by faith and not by sight. Our heart tells us that we're created for this love. And that that love, as you're you're thinking about Jesus saying, take it and eat. Are you thinking about him saying, this is my blood of a new covenant, of new marriage? That should, like our jaws should drop at that. We should be like, what? Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. And that's why it's amazing to be Catholic. And as your jaw is open, it's open for a reason. As your mouth is open, it's so he can place his body and blood inside of you. And as you go back to your pew, you shouldn't be thinking, what is Deacon or what is, what is Father doing? You should be entering in there and surrendering on the altar of your heart those things, those lies, back to the Father and saying, I don't know why I believe in these lies. I ask you to take them. These things I think will make me happy. And I enter into this special day with your Son. And I rest in Him, and I never want it to end. That is the beauty of the Catholic Church. That is what God has designed for all eternity. And he knows that you and I need that. But we also need silence to really recall and think about those things, those lies we believe in, the things we think will make us happy, we're called to place them on this altar. And then when you come down the aisle, pretty much open-mouthed because you're at, like, at awe at this goodness, will you say, I do, to the proposal? And will you give him those lies? Will you give him those things that you think will make you happy, but they won't? Because again, only Jesus will make you happy. And he wants this special day just for you. And I can guarantee you that St. Joseph Wants to help you. He wants you to know how much His His Son Jesus loves you. And He wants you to know that He's here, and He's present in the Eucharist. And you can always turn to Him. So we take a moment of silence. We turn off the world, we turn off our fears, and we pause and we place it all on the altar so we can enter or even re-enter into covenant with the God of the universe who loves you. We ask St. Joseph to pray for us. We ask for the Holy Spirit to fall upon us again, to transform us as Jesus is transformed into this bread and this wine. Come, Holy Spirit.